This is the Fail Fast Podcast. Stories of entrepreneurs who looked at failure in the eyes and didn't give up. With your host, the online sales master, Quinn Amorum. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today, we have another special guest. She is a U.S. Navy veteran, a speaker, live video marketing expert, and the founder of the 5-Minute Lives. With us today, we have Trish Lito. How's it going, Trish? Oh, that was, that was awesome. Thank you so much. Yes, it is going fantastic. How are you doing today? I'm doing very good, very good. So spring has arrived, and how beautiful is it where you are? Oh, my God. So I'm in Tampa, Florida, and the weather is beautiful. However, with spring season in Tampa comes um, like just sheets and sheets of pollen on our cars and in our sinuses. (laughs) So my poor children are just like, just, it's just mucus is everywhere. And, and as you know, you've got two little ones as well. It's when your little kids are running around with like all those, like that cold or the, the allergies, whatever. It's just, they're just walking little Petri dishes. So <laughs> <laughs> the weather's lovely, but then everybody gets a cold. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It, that bothers me so much when the, the little ones are having a hard time breathing. It's just... <sighs> I know, it's it's so the worst because you like you can't do it, and they fight you, right? Like for me, my son, he like he wakes up and he's just like you know he sneezes, and I'm constantly having to wipe his nose, <laughs> and then they get you you know the little saline spray that you can put up their nose and like help flush it out. Yes. And he hates that, like Absolutely. he hates it. Oh yeah. gosh, so yeah, we just went directly into parenting life, but yeah, that's what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Trish. So you're um. U.S. Navy veteran. How long were you in the Navy for? I was in the Navy for four years. I was a helicopter mechanic. Really? Yeah. Yep. Hel- 96 to 2000. Yep. Helicopter mechanic. Nice. So you actually worked on the helicopters, fixed them, yep. hammers yep. and wrenches, all that you kind na- of stuff. Oh, yeah. Wrenches and hammers and power tools. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was. I loved it. I really did. I was a um, structural mechanic, so I did sheet metal repair, fiberglass repair, hydraulic system troubleshooting, but I was a part of um, a detachment, so it was like all the different, all different uh, MOSs, basically like all different people who... You know, you had, I worked with avionics people and the mechanic people and, you know, like all different, all different, uh, all different uh, specialties. So we all kind of work together because, you know, one helicopter, everything kind of comes together. Right. So yeah. 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 yeah four years and I got out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's fantastic that two days ago I aired a podcast where I interviewed the crew chief of the F-16 for the U.S. Air Force. Uh, Sean Romero and man, like it's, it's so exciting. Like you, you guys were working on some equipment that is very expensive and like millions of dollars. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Like even the hunks of junk that I worked on. And I have to say it that way because we used to just, I mean, they're still around too. They're still flying those damn things. CH 46 deltas. I mean, it was like $33 million hair, aircraft. And then not to mention all the tools that, that went into the two, but yeah, I mean, I look back on that and think to myself, geez, God almighty, I, I still can't believe uncle Sam put me in, you know, put me responsible to work on those damn things, <laughs> but I'm glad he did. 
You know what's funny? I find that uh, if army helicopter compared to any other one, it, it almost sounds as if none of them have exhausts because they're so loud. Oh my they're, God, they're so loud. Even the H-60s, like yeah. I worked on CH-46 Deltas. The Echoes were the Marine helicopters and their engines were a lot mm-hmm. bigger because they had to like bring like a lot of ammunition and like a lot of troops in there. But whenever I was on a flight deck underway and an H-60 would fly in, the 60 helicopter blades are like twice the, the width and, and length of a, of a 46. And those, th- I mean, they were freaking massive. I loved it. I loved it. I absolutely, I loved landing an H-60 on my ship. Mm-hmm. I never, we never had an army helicopter come in because we were so far out at sea. Like they're all, it's all land-based with the army. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, those, I, I don't know. I, I was one of those, I love hearing the sound of a helicopter flying over like, and it, even like the, the, the news chopters, even a sheriff's mm-hmm. chopper. If I see like a chopper flying in the air in my neighborhood, I'm like, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) That sucker sounds good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So, you know, know, something that uh, I heard a few few podcasts where you were interviewed and there was one thing in common that all hosts I heard, they introduce you as a badass. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Was that a coincidence or are you really one? I mean, I like to think that I'm a badass just in that, um, I don't know, you know, it's, it's funny. It's like, you know, what does that mean for, for different people? I think for me, it just means that, um, I think some people just, you know, consider me a badass because of what I did in the military. Mm-hmm. Other people consider me a badass because I just, um, I've worked very hard, you know, I've been, everybody who, plenty of people out there that work hard, you know? I just, um, I don't know. I, I definitely appreciate it. I consider it a huge compliment. Um, am I a badass? Sure. I'll own it. Uh, I, I just, I just, uh, I own my stuff. I, you know, e- even if I think I suck, I, 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 I own the fact that I think that I suck at something and mm-hmm. I kind of stay in my lane and go all the way with it. And, um, I just, I love empowering other people. So I, I own the fact that I'm a badass because I like to empower other people to find their own inner badass, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd take it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So looking back at, at your Navy life, so that, that must have been super exciting. There's a lot of adrenaline going on. When you leave something like that and come into civilian life, do you find that you you... Uh, you go into depression, missing the, the activity and the excitement? For me, when I got out, I think what actually made me feel depressed was that I couldn't find a job right away. Like nobody would hire me. And that's, so that's a big part of my mission. I've got a huge mission. Um, I've got three, essentially like three different audiences, right? So, and that kind of happened like um, on purpose, like the, like it was like the best mistake that could have happened or um, by mistake rather, it was the best mistake that could have happened for my business because as a veteran, I attract a large veteran population, whether it's entrepreneurs themselves or, you know, business startups, mill spouses, whatever, mm-hmm. um, that, that are attracted to me because of what I do in my story, right. From, from a veteran standpoint. And then I've got, um, I've got, because I've got a, a mortgage background, I did 18 years in the mortgage industry. And so I can speak mortgage and real estate to the, to that, you know, to Mm -hmm. that market. And they appreciate that too, because I speak their language very well and I help them with their branding and their, and their marketing efforts. 
And then, um, and then I've just got that, that other piece. It's just like, you know, the non, the, the non-veteran, the civilian entrepreneurs out there, you know, the aspiring speakers and authors and, you know, people who are just trying to do what I do or just trying to get themselves out there more. And the reason why I'm, I, I'm talking about that is a big part of my mission is to help those people, but especially veterans, because I remember how lousy that felt. You don't want to talk about like feeling like that badass. I had to find my inner badass to get over that hump of, you know, coming out of the military. I was, I was 22 years old. I was in for four years. I get out at, at age 22 and something that, that I really want people to understand about serving in the military is that there are certain certifications and qualifications you get in the military that do not transfer into the civilian world. So when I got out of the military, I was a helicopter mechanic in the Navy. When I got out of the Navy, they couldn't give a shit less that I was a helicopter mechanic in the Navy because I still had to go get my airframes and power plants license, which is the civilian equivalent. And Mm -hmm. the last thing I wanted to do was go to a school to prove to other people outside of Uncle Sam's world that I knew how to work on their freaking helicopters better than they did. (laughs) So. So yeah, there, I definitely, I, I didn't have any PTSD or anything like that, but I definitely went through depression. I felt like I wasn't good enough. I'm like, how the hell is this even a thing that I'm having to dumb down my resume and nobody would hire me because I, the skill sets didn't transfer over. Mm-hmm. And so I have a very empathetic heart for, for vets who get out who didn't serve 20 years and are retired and are getting that, that pension, right? Or that disability paycheck. There's people like me that get out and there's no pension. There's no disability. You just get an honorable discharge after four years or eight years and you can't find a job in the civilian work workforce. That sucks. So that's a big part of my mission is I'm teaching people how to use social media powerfully to make sure that their, their stories are being heard to help them get that job so that they don't hit that depression level. Cause it sucks. Absolutely. That's something that, uh, as uh, most civilians probably don't even realize that when you come out, you feel like, okay, now I'm going to be appreciated. People are going to love what I do and who I became. And then in reality, you were just working on a $30 million helicopter. And now this, uh, and now you can't fix a two stroke motorcycle because you don't have the, the, you know, the, I don't know. The, the certification group. equivalent, right? Yeah, right? yeah. And it's that's not an entitlement thing. Like some people think it's like, oh, you because you served your country, you think you're entitled to get a job when you get out. It's not an entitlement thing. It's a no. I've got a skill set for Christ's sake. Like, <laughs> I did this. <laughs> can I please get a job? <laughs> yeah. I you mean, know, it is I, what it is. You know? Yeah. So yeah. I find that a lot. Still, uh, this is my, more of like an old school mentality. Even, for example, in marketing, uh, you can have somebody with 10, 15 years of marketing experience that's been yeah. doing it for that long. But uh, when they go looking for this job, they don't have the MBA. And, you know, the old school mentality is I want you with this, with this diploma. You don't have the MBA, you cannot get this job. It doesn't matter that you can do it better than whoever's coming out of school now. Uh, so that's kind of, I, I love referring to Elon Musk when it comes to that. And somebody asked him about, uh, you know, his, his degrees. And he said, 
No, uh, people that go to Harvard work for me. There you go. Yeah. There you go. It's so yeah. funny. And people that go to Harvard are reaching out to me for my help on how to use social media. <laughs> 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 like yeah. universities hire me to come speak to their people and teach them how to do things and motivate them and inspire them. Like I'm a college dropout and I'm totally proud of that. I'm totally proud of that. You know, we, we talk about staying in our lane. Why am I going to, why am I going to go to college to get a degree for something that I'm not going to actually use? Right. Like, mm -hmm. like people, I think that certain degrees are needed for, for certain people. And I think that it's specific types of people should go to college because that's what they, that's right for them. Right. Like I don't, I'm not shunning college. I know that there's like a lot of influencers out there that shun college. Like, you know, like Gary V's like, you know, don't go to college, whatever. I'm not saying don't go to college. I'm just saying if college doesn't feel right to you, then don't go to college, but then find something else that's in your lane, that's in your path that you're really passionate about and work your ass off to find your inner badass to see it through. Right. Yeah, so if you're going to be a plastic surgeon, go to college. <laughs> Don't just learn with life. Don't go with the flow, okay? Right, exactly. I mean, there's there's certain things that you have to go to college to to get. Exactly, you're exactly right. Plastic surgeon or a chiropractor or a nurse or, you know, an um, a IT technician, whatever. Go to college, get your degree, get your certification, whatever that is. For me... It just, I, I'm, I'm way too distracted. My mind goes, my, my mind spins way too fast to sit down in the classroom and read a book written by somebody 25 years ago and then write a paper about it and how it relates to everyday life. I'm cool. We're good. I'm going to go just do a Facebook live and inspire people and get paid for it. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's incredible. Social media is growing every day. We all know how huge this animal is and it seems to be unstoppable. And talking about college and school and social media, uh, Ty Lopez, the video, the super viral video, uh, if you know about uh, here in my garage, Ty Lopez video. Yes, yes. They study that video in Harvard University. Oh, I totally you know? believe it. Absolutely. And, and talking about the video and all of that, you are the founder of the Five Minute Lives. Mm -hmm. So tell us what it is, and I guess the name kind of somewhat explains what it is. But how did this start, and what exactly is it? Really long story short. Really long story short. Um, when I first started doing Facebook Live, I was one of the first people that got that uh, the little red. Uh, camera on my phone, right? And people were like, oh my God, we can go live on Facebook because everybody was going live on Periscope. And I think some people were going live on YouTube and it was fun, but I didn't like Periscope because people could pop in and you'd get trolls and it, I, I, it, I didn't love it. So when Facebook Live came about, I started going live, but I was in an MLM at the time. So I was doing like, you know, uh, direct sales and trying to sell shakes and sell like, you know, mm -hmm. fitness programs. And it was horrible. And, uh, and I kind of broke away from that. I had my worst month ever and I, and I got out of that business and I, you know, I, I, um, for market research purposes, I, I dabble in a couple other MLMs, but, um, what happened was I started reaching out to industry experts who I recognized as being absolutely phenomenal at what they were doing. And, you know, people like, um, you know, uh, I, I started watching webinars like, you know, Lewis house, Gary V, Greg Cardone, Amy Porterfield, 
like people who are just like, wow, these people are amazing. Russell Brunson, all these people. And so I started reaching out to people who were learning from them. Right. And, you know, um, one of my, one of my mentors, one of my original mentors, is a guy by the name of Landon Porter, he calls himself the sales gorilla and he's amazing. And I started doing interviews with him and other people who I was like, wow, you're, you're literally like the epitome of what I want to be with my business in the next year, two years. Mm -hmm. Right. And I started interviewing them. And so it turned into a Facebook live show that I called the expert connection. So I would reach out to industry experts and I'd bring them on as an interview and the interviews would go on for like a long period of time, right? It wasn't like a podcast. I was like, Hey, let's just do this. And I'd have them on for a half an hour, sometimes a full hour over an hour and people would be on and be great and people would engage. But, um, I found that when I went live by myself, that I didn't have any structure. And then I see other people do the same thing. They'd go live. There would be no structure Mm. and I'm going, okay. There, there's something broken here because if I'm, if I'm using Facebook live, why am I doing it? Am I pressing live with purpose? And then I started to kind of like, I sat down on my desk when I'm telling you, again, really long story short, I promise it, there was a lot of, a lot of other stuff in between here, but I was sitting at my desk one day and I grabbed a sticky note and I'm like, there's gotta be an easier way. And I know, um, cause I, you know, I've run Facebook ads and, and I run them for myself, not a lot, but enough. And I know that with Facebook ads specifically, we can create custom audiences and lookalike audiences based on time viewed on a video. Mm -hmm. Three seconds, seven seconds, 10 seconds, and then 25, 50, 75, and 95% of the video viewed, right? So I started doing like really simple math and I suck at math. I swear to God, I suck at math. But I started doing really simple math and I said, you know what? If I could bring people into a video for five minutes, five minutes, right? If I can get people to watch 95% of that video and I'm just giving them like one tip, one bit of content, one bit of motivation or inspiration or whatever, and it's only five minutes and they know it's only five minutes, I'm probably going to get 95% of that video viewed. So I started to play around with it and I started doing it and it was working. And people are like, oh my God, these five minute videos are awesome. These are like, you know, small chunks of content I can totally consume. I know you're only going to be live for five minutes. And so I put together this little blueprint. And I said, okay, for the first 30 seconds, the second you go live, the second you go live, don't wait for people to pop in. The second I'm live, I cover my who, my what, my why, and my how. Who am I? What am I going to talk about? Why should people care? And how would they be able to get more of me? And then I, I, and then I dive in. The next two to three minutes, I dive into my topic and I write down my bullet points. I write down whatever I'm going to talk about so I can stay laser focused in the moment cover that thing for two to three minutes and I'm good. I'm not getting distracted. People pop in, they're happy. And then one minute I go in and I say, Hey guys, thank you so much for watching this live video today. I really appreciate you. And I give a couple of shout outs. I say hello to people. I ask them, Hey, if you enjoyed this video, make sure you tag a friend, make sure you share this out. Make sure you tell me hashtag unicorn. If you're catching me live hashtag breeder, if you're catching the replay, because my audience calls me the unicorn breeder. And then the last 30 seconds, I recap my who, what, why, and how. Thank you for popping in today. My name is Trish Lito. Today, I talked about five-minute live blueprint. You can locate my blueprint for free by visiting my website, trishlito.com. Go press live with purpose. Lito out. And I'm done. I am done. And talking about done, is that... Is that video done? Are gonna are you gonna repurpose it for other platforms or any kind of content? 
that's always what I do. That's why I tell people, you know, those people who say that they want to be omnipresent, right? They want to mm -hmm. be all across all these social media platforms. People are like, well, how do I do this? And how do I do this? And what's the deal with the hashtags and this and this and this? What I t try to tell people is start with where you're, where you're already like having good things happening, right? If you're already on Facebook and you're already connecting with people, build your brand there, go live for five minutes. When that live is over, download it onto your computer, download it onto your phone, grab a 59 second clip and put it onto Instagram. Like just one clip, one nugget that you covered, right? Mm -hmm. And then you can get people called to action and say, Hey, go to my YouTube channel or go to my Facebook business page to watch the whole video, right? Or catch more videos like this, whatever you want to say, put it onto LinkedIn. If you do it in five, if you do the five minute blueprint and you go over five minutes, but you're still less than 10, you can put the whole video onto LinkedIn because you can upload up to 10 minutes of video onto LinkedIn. Same mm -hmm. thing with um, IGTV, right? Same thing with YouTube. I mean, you could put longer than that on YouTube, but people are not going to pay attention, really and truly pay attention, unless it's an actual interview. If you're going live and you're solo, people are not going to pay attention to you for more than five minutes. Our attention span is squirrel, squirrel, squirrel all day long on social media. So that's why I tell people use free apps like InShot or Pick Play Post or Adobe Acrobat Reader or whatever free video editing apps you have on your phone, be it an iPhone or an Android. Take that five minute video and repurpose it. Grab a couple of still frames and post some other videos and, 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 and inspirational quotes on Instagram into your stories, onto Snapchat, into WhatsApp into the next door app, send a clip of your video to your email list, put it into your chat bot. It is limitless opportunities. You could write a flipping book with five minute lives. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's a limitless opportunity to get your content out there in consumable chunks and build your brand, leverage your credibility and authority and be the go-to expert in your industry, thus increasing revenue. Done. And Trish, if I decided to start today, or anybody listening decided to start today, should like from day one, the very first live, should they expect a big audience? No, you shouldn't expect, expect anything. You should, the expectation should be, congratulations, you just pressed live. That's your expect, there should be zero expectations. Hmm. <laughs> the expectation should be, you sound horrible, you look horrible, you, you're gonna stumble on your words, nobody's gonna pop in. If you go live for the first time with an expectation, you are doomed for failure. Expect to get practice out of it. Expect mm -hmm. nothing in return. Expect to go live to only serve your audience. That's your expectation. That's it. Yeah. I, I literally, I got nothing else for you on that. <laughs> no, awesome. I I really love that advice. That's perfect. And I hear Gary V say it often when somebody's starting out, do not look at the follower count, put out the content that you want to put out. Don't look to see any of the stats. And to be completely honest, here you go. So a stat that almost killed my podcast was when I, when I launched, I would check often how many people downloaded the podcast. And when you launch, you know how many people listen? <laughs> Nobody. If I had, I could double, I told this to somebody before, I could double my download count if I downloaded the podcast myself with two phones. 
I could double my count. So it got to a point where, okay, I'm just going to put this out there. And December 2018, it was the end of the year. I went to check and I had reached 50,000 per month. That is incredible. Yes. And I'm like, this is a huge audience. Like every time I speak, there's uh, 50,000 people. And this is countries that I had no idea. Japan was like, uh, it was USA, Canada, Australia. Japan was number four, and then UK. Uh, and, of course, there's so many other countries. I'm like, why Japan? I'm not the, I mean, the U.S. has numbers that are about 80% of all listeners are from the U.S., and then uh, the rest is going down from there. But, I mean, if I would have focused on that from the beginning, uh, I, would have, I, I almost gave up, right? There's nobody listening. No, absolutely. It, it, that's so funny. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about this. I don't, I don't remember who it was. <laughs> Forgive me. I have like I feel like I'm on the phone all day, every day. But I was on. I was having a conversation with someone about this the other day, and I said, "Listen, you know, if I gave up the first time I failed, there's no like. I mean, I just I quit my full time job two weeks ago. Like I, this is my second week as a hundred percent as an entrepreneur. Up until now, I've been. This has been a side hustle." I built my brand. I built my business. I got private clients. I, I sold courses. Um, you know, I failed. I failed forward. A hundred percent, I failed forward. But but if I gave up each and every one of those times, it was. I swear to God, there was one defining day that I was ready to throw in the towel. It was like you know, I was comparing myself to other people too much, and I was I was I was comparing myself to because you know there are some young people out there that they 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 put this whole gauge out there about the video views, right? Like you're, we're talking about, and they put this gauge out there and say, Oh, look at how many people watch my, my Facebook live as if that's a gauge for success. Right. And, um, and I was, I was frustrated. Cause I'm like, well, I don't, I don't get that many views. Right. And mm-hmm. then, and I was ready to throw in the towel. I literally was ready to throw in the towel. I'm like, I can't, I can't compete with that right now. Like that's not the look I'm going for. And it was literally that week that I had a handful of people reach out to me and said, your Facebook lives, you give away more value than I've ever seen anybody give away. Like you absolutely are the bar that people have to like meet up to. And, and I, I, like, I, I literally thought that like, I wasn't, I literally kept thinking to myself, maybe my content's not good enough. Maybe I'm just not good enough. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's those weeks where you feel like you're not good enough that I swear to God, the universe or something's listening to you, you know? And I, like, I pick up my books and I'm like, right now I'm, I'm reading, um, millionaire success habits by, uh, Dean Graziosi, which is a yes. phenomenal yeah. book, phenomenal yeah. book. You want to talk about mindset shift. Oh my God. But the, that's what I need to do. And that's like one of the things that I do every morning is I read that book. So if you're just starting out, one of my, one of my best advice pieces of advice to you is, um, for people who are listening to this or watching this is if your mindset's like all over the place, like make sure for one, you're surrounding yourself with a network of people who support and encourage you first and foremost, right? People who you can message and go, dude, I need a, I need, I need to hop on the phone. I need to talk to somebody. Like I need a friend, right? Like I feel like I'm just ready to throw in the towel because if you have even half a dozen people who, you know, are there for you and support you in that way, like a business coach, right? that you're guaranteed to have that conversation that day. Like you're going to get that kick in the ass that you need. 
But the other thing is, please pick up a book that, that you hear other people recommending for mindset help and, and get it and have it on your desk readily available to open it up and read it and read it every freaking morning. Every freaking morning, pick it up. Even if it's only two or three pages, you're going to get out of it what you need to hear from the universe. I swear to God, I, this is not woo-woo. This is 100% true. Because if you don't do that, it is a very, very lonely place to be yeah. <laughs> as an entrepreneur. Because we're like, listen, I don't compete with other people. I collaborate. I don't compete. But if I let that gauge tell me that I shouldn't be doing Facebook Live as, as a coaching piece, and I wouldn't have private clients that help me quit my full-time job and go all in. I wouldn't be, I, I freaking spoke at VaynerMedia's Agent 2021 in January, for Christ's sake. Gary V's team chose me, right? Yeah. I mean, do you think I was worried whether or not they were going to care about how many views I had on my Facebook Live? No. They cared whether or not I was omnipresent. I gave them all of my social media links and they're like, yep, she's on Instagram. Yep, she's on LinkedIn. Yep, she's on Facebook. Yep, she's on Facebook. Yep, she's on YouTube. Boom, she's everywhere. They don't care how many views I get on my videos. They care that I'm my content doesn't suck and that I'm making an impact. That's and what that they cared about. And that you're consistent with it. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, like, don't, please don't worry about whether or not you get like a hundred views or a thousand views on your videos. You, you're going to get that one video that gets over a thousand views, right? Yeah. You're going to get that video that goes viral because you, it, there might be, there's definitely going to be emotion in there. Like I'm a passionate badass when I go live, right? Like I want to make sure that I'm driving it home for people. I want them to, to feel the fire in my heart because it's truly there. But if I go live and I'm dull, and quiet, I'm not going to make that impact. I'm, nobody's going to watch my video. Like you got to bring it home is my point. So make sure your content is good. Make sure people can feel the emotion inside of you that you actually care about them. And do not, for the love of God, do not forget your call to action. Always, always, always give that call to action. And Trish, you, how often do you go live? Every day. Every day. Definitely Monday through Friday. Um, but Like I said, because I'm so consistent with it, if I don't go live on the weekends, I'm at least doing a story or two. Like I'm at mm -hmm. least keeping myself in, in the front of people's minds with my brand, right? So I'm, I, I start my stories on Instagram and then I post them both Instagram and Facebook so that people can see what's going on. But if I, yeah, I, I'm live just about every day now, 100%. Okay, so the question is, and I guess a lot of people in the audience have this too. For example, uh, somebody I follow is, Bob Eilig, and he he has a podcast as well, my virtual upline, and he decided to do one live video every single day for one year. Mm -hmm. And before he started this, and he was super super uncomfortable. And before he started this, he didn't have a big following. And when by the, by the end of that year, he was doing months of doing hundreds of thousands of dollars people everywhere contacting him, all that kind of stuff. And that's all fine because he did it and you can do it. Now, where do you, how do you organize and how do you decide what content to deliver and how to, you know what I'm saying? Because people will think, okay, I don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. I want to go live every day, but what am I going to deliver? 
So my, my answer to that, because I actually have a methodology that I teach with, you know, with my clients and within my courses, one of my answers to that is to put your ear to the ground and listen to what people are saying on social media. Every, people are talking every day on social media. I don't care what you're selling. I don't care if you're service-based or product-based. People are telling you exactly what they need every single day, right? Mm -hmm. So without even posting anything, you can go into groups on Facebook and you can do a search for keywords within your industry and you can find hundreds if not thousands of conversation threads where people are telling you exactly what they need, exactly what they want. Mm -hmm. When people say, I don't know what to talk about, you do know what to talk about. You're just not listening to your audience effectively, right? So go do your market research, find out what people are saying about your industry right now today and what they need to learn about, and then go live and educate them. Tell them exactly what they want to know about, and then make an offer. Give a call to action and say, hey, let's hop on a call and find out if we'd be a good fit to work together. It's like, it's people say that they don't feel comfortable on video, and the lack of confidence comes from lack of content. Because if you, if you know what the hell you're going to talk about, you can go live confidently and be like, yep, this is what I'm going to talk about. And there's no rule saying you have to be yourself on video, right? You can share your screen and host a freaking webinar. You can create a webinar with Google Slides for free. Put your content out there. Have a call to action. It's, it's not difficult. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, like you spoke at a Gary Vaynerchuk event. And when you go to speak at an event like that, of course, you have to prepare and have know exactly what you're going to say and how you're going to say it. How nerve-wracking is it that it, the more that it's Gary's event? Uh, is it very, very nerve-wracking for you at this point? Um, no. And here's mm -hmm. why. I'm so freaking consistent with my content, right? So that's the other thing. And that's why I encourage people to use live video more and more is because the more I go live, the more it, it, it forces me to do my market research. Like I practice what I preach. I'm out there and I'm having those conversations with people every day, right? So people don't go live because they have technical problems. They're like, I don't know how to go live. Do I do it landscape? Do I do portrait? How do I repurpose? Is, it, is repurposing really, really a good idea? Because I've heard that it, you know, if your same content is on multiple platforms, it's a bad thing. No, just do it. Who cares? Right? So these are, these are the conversations that I see people telling me because I pay attention. I do my market research. So the more I put, the more I do live video, the more I know, even podcasts, like you're asking me questions. I can answer you. No problem. I'm firing out the answers because I've consistently answered these questions over and over again by different people in different industries at different places in their business. Yeah. Right? So by the time I got to Gary V, I have over 18 years in the mortgage industry. I'm talking to real estate agents, mortgage professionals, title agents, all sorts of different people. I sat on that stage and I spoke confidently about using live video. And I was lucky enough to sit on a panel with four other gentlemen, four, one, two, three, four. Yeah. Four other gentlemen. And one of them was Jeff Nicholson, who is the freak. I think he's the chief media officer for VaynerMedia. Are you kidding me? So he's talking about running Facebook ads and I'm sitting here telling people, 
oh, you want to get an audience organically? Do Facebook Live, create custom audiences and lookalike audiences. <laughs> and he and I are like, we're like high-fiving when we get off the stage. And I'm like, that was like the perfect freaking blend of like, we were feeding off of each other. Yeah. You know, and I was learning from him and it was just, it. listen, Facebook Live has been the perfect platform for practice for me to get on stage and teach social media like a badass because that's what I do now and I love it. I love it. I love teaching. You know, you know why I asked that because not too long ago I was asked to go speak at an event about Amazon, about selling on Amazon. And that's what I do at the e-commerce for 20 something years. And although I've done e-commerce for 20 something years, I didn't do speaking. So I prepared a slideshow on the computer. I printed it so I could have my notes and it started with an introduction. Here, here's who I am, and this is kind of what I'm going to explain to you guys. When I got there, I was a little bit nervous, and I started talking, and I put my slides on on the computer so they would play on the screen. Now, my computer has a screensaver that starts playing the pictures that I have on the computer. It just plays anything that I have saved on my computer, all screenshots, pictures, plays them. So for the first five minutes, I play that slide. And then I got into the content. I forgot about the slide. I never played a single slide after. And it just played my pictures, right? It played my pictures, whatever's in the computer. And at the end of the event, like people came over and they, uh, they, it was like they didn't want to leave. They came over and asked more and more questions. You know what I realized? The only slides I looked at was uh, who is Quinn Amorm? So basically... The thing, you know, yeah. Uh, who am I? What my name? Uh, what's my name? And all that stuff. That's what I looked, and then everything else it just starts coming out. It flowed. Exactly. It so flowed. When, when you know what you're talking about, that's what you were saying. It comes out, and you just have to be confident and let it go. And that's and that's. I will tell you too something super cool that I loved about what happened at that particular event at the very end. You know. Gary comes out to do his keynote and I'd never, I'd never seen Gary live before. So to see him live was like, mm. that was amazing in and of itself. But he came, he came out on stage and as he came out on stage, I just noticed like the, the Vayner crew were lining up microphones on the, like right in front of the stage on the floor and then up on the, on the floor of the bleachers. Cause it was, this was in the hard rock stadium in Miami gardens, Florida. It was freaking awesome. Beautiful day too. Gorgeous day. So he comes out to start talking and he's like, "Hey guys, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kind of address a, a few things that I see happening for just a couple of minutes, and then I'm gonna open it up to a Q and A." And I loved that he did that because it just allowed people, like people, just started lining up like crazy and just started answering his questions, and he was just firing out answers. And I'm like, "Damn, if I'm not gonna do that at the next social media training event that I do, like I'm gonna teach for a little while, and then I'm gonna open up for Q and A because I really." I, I want, that's the whole purpose of all this. Like I, you just, you want people to, that's market research too. That's real time market research. That's knowing exactly what people want to ask you. Right. And then now you can take that and go, Hey, so I was teaching at this event. Like I could go a month later and go, so I was teaching at this event and somebody asked me about X, Y, Z. And I thought it was an awesome question. This is the answer that I gave. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's content. It's content forever and ever. Amen. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I had to do the, I did the Q and A and it wasn't not, it wasn't planned. 
it just happened right as soon as I was done uh, I asked does anybody have any questions and they started coming in and that was it was fantastic you know you get to know what people want really want to know and so the next time you can deliver more related to what they actually want to know I mean, that's it. That's market research. I mean, again, you know, you can find that. So a couple more hacks real quick, because I, I want to make sure that I'm telling you this, you know, people ask me all the time. I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what to talk about. Something that I do is I do, I, I've got like a 30 and 20 masterclass where I teach people how to fill up their calendars, 30 minutes, 30 days worth of content in 20 minutes or less. Right. I'm not talking about a full blog post. I'm not talking about writing a blog. Okay. Um, or, you know, um, or a full, like, you know, whatever, a, a full post. I'm talking about a, a concept, an idea for content to do on Facebook Live about, right? So you pop in, and what I do is I open up Pinterest, Instagram, Google, Groups, LinkedIn, and YouTube. I call it the Piggly Method. And I take about 20 minutes. I've got all these six tabs open. I go to Pinterest. I go to people first. Then I go to boards based on the, the industry um, terms, mm -hmm. right? A couple of keywords. I do that in Pinterest first because Pinterest is a search engine. It's a social media platform. Then I go to Instagram. I look up hashtags and I find viral videos and I find people talking on the viral videos about whatever they're talking about, right? Then I go to Google. I look it up on Google. I go to the very first link underneath whatever's running by an ad because if that's ranking high, that means somebody's paying attention to their SEO and that's a good article. Then I go to groups in Facebook and just like I said, I go into the search feature and then I look up keywords and I go into the conversation threads and I just pull out a bunch of, of keywords. Then I go to LinkedIn, same thing. I go to keywords in the, in the search bar and then I click on content and then I find a ton of threads in LinkedIn people are having conversations about. Then I go to YouTube and I look up how-to videos within my industry and I find a ton of videos that are ranking high, a shit ton of... A butt, buttload of uh, subscribers, <laughs> a ton of comments, ton of views, and I know that that's a topic that I could go live about. And I'm done. I could do this in 20 minutes or less. And I tell people to do this all the time. Take the guesswork out of it. Just go listen to your industry. It'll tell you exactly what you need. Yeah, absolutely. There's two more of uh, if you want to add to that that you probably know too, and it is uh, Google Trends. And a good one is AnswerThePublic.com. Where, Ooh, I never heard of that one. Okay. Yeah, Answer the Public is basically a website that it has a very strange looking man with the turtleneck thick sweater. And, and that's just part of uh, their, uh, I guess, their marketing. And it has the top asked questions of the internet uh, by who, what, everything within every niche. So... You can see the most done. Uh, I am, I just went to that website now and now I'm going to make it a favorite. Thank you very much for feeding that to me. Oh, and Feedly. Feedly is a free app. If you go into yeah. Feedly, you can put in your industry and get some trending topics on there too. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No excuses, right? No excuses. Exactly. And another thing that a lot of people want to know is, can you make money with social media? Can entrepreneurs make profit with social media? Yep. Absolutely. hundred percent. I mean, literally I just, I quit my full-time job from doing live video every day. Right. So what I do for my business is I make it my business to understand how social media works. I do motivational speaking. Um, I, again, I'm a speaker, so I'm the veteran community, the real estate and, and, and uh, mortgage community. Uh, I'm a consultant. I've got private clients that I work with and we talk every week. 
a lot of it is mindset stuff, right? So it's um, what I've overcome has inspired other people. So they want to work with me to help them go, you know, be, get through the same thing. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you have to really, you have to understand like, what do you really, for me, I do like three lists. What am I good at? What am I skilled at? Right. Then the second list is of, of that first list. The second list I go, okay, of the first list, what do I actually enjoy doing? Right. And then the second, the third list is of list two, list number three is what could I see myself doing on a regular basis from list number two? And then go do some research about that and find out if this is something that's already happening or people already consuming this thing, whether it's coaching, uh, consulting, or a tangible physical product. If people are already looking for that answer and you thought you have the solution you can start a business and you can make money on online, right? Just don't be a douchebag about it. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Like a hundred percent. There's plenty of, there's plenty of them out there. We all know it. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. So just, you know, if you're going to start doing it, do it the right way, right? Have integrity with it. Make sure that you're following up, that you care about your clients, your customers, your, your, you know, whoever you're working with. And, um, and just, you know, and just, and don't freaking give up, just do it. You got to go it all the way. Yeah. Absolutely. Trish. So we, we know that live video is growing super fast and all platforms are in love with the live video right now. So LinkedIn has launched a beta uh, for for the U S only for now and where mm-hmm. you can do live videos. And the newest one, I don't know if you know about this one, but it's something that I'm closely related to is Amazon. They decided to jump on the live video, but on the seller uh, side of things. So, for example, as a seller, I can do live video to feature products. And, and it's it's going to be at Amazon.com forward slash live. And I think that's, that's where you can find all the videos. It's going to be live videos of products. For me, for example, on physical products, what do you think would be a way to do live video about a product. I, I don't want to be just here, buy this, right? You don't want to. You should never be that. No, no. Exactly. Um, I, so I, I love this because I actually have a couple of clients and I, I typically don't touch e-com at all because it's just, I, 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 I prefer to work with service-based businesses. But from the that tangible product-based perspective, it's this. You've got attraction marketing and you've got experience marketing. Okay. So that's what I try to tell e-com people to follow those two rules. If you do a live on Amazon, which holy geez, that's really exciting, really mm-hmm. exciting. I didn't even know about that. So now I'm excited so that I can kind of help guide product-based businesses into that piece. Right. Yeah. And I think that's going to help you a lot with, um, with really getting, I mean, you're essentially doing an infomercial, right. But it's instead of making like, you know, it, then that's why I say attraction marketing and experience marketing. So the attraction marketing piece is people are going to be attracted to who you are as a person. So, you know, if you've got a product that you're trying to sell, you're just going to tell people a little bit about yourself, maybe, right? And what mm-hmm. made you want to present this product? Why, why are you choosing this product, right? What's your experience been with that product? What, why do you love it? Um, you know, and do you have um, do you have any kind of a uh, like a book or a course or anything for them to learn from you on how to do sales on Amazon? Okay. Mm-hmm. Then the experience marketing is what are they going to experience with that product, right? So showing them real time, having a really good camera, something that's small, something electronic. 
Hey, why does it work? How does it work? I mean, you're doing an infomercial. That's what you're doing, right? Yeah. So, so that's what I would, that's what I would suggest that you do is, is, you know, intro you who you are and then let them get attracted to who you are as a person, right? You're Canadian. You're probably going to attract the hell of a huge Canadian, uh, uh, market. And then, uh, and then the experience marketing piece, right? Whether you're holding a specific spice that you love on a, on a piece of pork or whatever, or you're holding up a, the, the newest Olight, like who cares? Like sell this shit out of it and have fun with it. <laughs> yeah. I think that it's going to be the easiest way to the no love and trust because now uh, you're not just a faceless brand. You're, oh, that's the brand that belongs to that guy or that girl. And a lot of the seven, eight figure brands more than likely will get a spokesperson, somebody that people are going to relate to and have, you know, because if, if you're selling kitchen item product, you don't want this person that doesn't know how to cook. You want, I don't know, maybe the super nice and kind older lady that reminds me of my mom and, right. you know, she's going to be doing the cooking and she's going to be using for example, my silicone spatula or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Listen, I do keto with Lito. So if you, you got any keep any, I love cooking. If you want somebody to help you sell a knife, you tell me what that knife is and I'll help you sell it. Oh my God. That is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. Absolutely. No, you, but you're, you're a hundred percent right. We, I literally just sent an email out to my list. I think it was yesterday or two days ago. And I said, you know, um, that, that miss that misconception of, you know, the product sells itself. The product has never and will never sell itself. It's people <laughs> marketing the product that sell the product, right? Yeah. It's hundred exactly. percent true. Whether it's the sham wow or a Haas avocado, right? Yes, it's because yeah. it's because we saw somebody on an infomercial show us that sham wow. And that cloth, and it's going to make, it's going to absorb your stuff and it's going to shine your car and this is how it works and it's amazing and oh my God, get it now. And if you buy now, we're going to throw in a knife set. <laughs> like, yeah, you're, you're going to love set. my nuts. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> loved him. He's fantastic. You're going to love my and nuts. Then, but but if, you know, if it's an avocado, people want to go out and buy avocados because they see all these beautiful recipes with avocado slices or they see this guacamole and they're like, and you're watching something on the Food Network and Bobby Flay's making this ridiculous freaking guacamole with cilantro and onions. And, and he had a little, maybe a little liquor in there and some fresh lime and some chips. And he's got this beautiful piece of meat sitting next to him. And you're like, holy crap, I got to go to the grocery store right now and buy like 10 Haas avocados, right? Yeah. Trish, because I want one right now. Just it's attraction marketing and, 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 uh, and experience marketing. You bring people into that experience, you're going to get a five-star review on that product, and you're going to get five different types of people who are going to be like, dude, I want you to sell my product for me. In fact, I'm kind of hoping somebody might reach out to me and say, hey, Trish, we want to hire you to do our Amazon Lives for us. Hell yes, I'll do it. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. Trish is available to do Amazon Lives. She has all the live experience. So tell us then if people actually want to hire you to do their Amazon Live or any kind of live or even train them on mm -hmm. how to do lives, you have training for that as well. So I do. I, I do. Where can they find I, um, that information? So you can go to trishlito.com. 
Okay. I do have, uh, my course is on there right now and I'm actually going to be, um, I'm going to, I've actually just added an entire extra bonus module to that course. Um, I, I just, I went live on my business page last week for seven days and I taught for seven days. I taught for, um, anywhere between 15 minutes, to like an hour long on what, mm-hmm. like everything having to do with live video. So that's an additional bonus into my course right now. So, um, Oh, sorry. My, uh, my battery is running low on my phone. I got to plug it in soon, but, but I have that, I do have that available. That's on my website. You can go to my website right now and, and, and get that course. And then if anybody wants me to speak, you can go, you can email me. Um, it's book me to speak at trishlito.com. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm guessing all your, your training course is done on video. And it is done on video. It's <laughs> repurposed Facebook lives because why the hell would I do anything different? <laughs> Absolutely, Steve. So you do practice what you preach. That's very good. A hundred percent. Yeah. I've got, so I've got live video stuff in there. I coach, um, I walk people through entire processes. I've got tools, resources, templates, the content creation calendar and the 30 and 20 masterclass. It's all included in there. And, uh, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. They get that. And then there's a private Facebook group that's attached to that. So I just reopened the course as a matter of fact. So yeah, it's all, you can go to my website and get that course right now. Awesome. And then on Facebook forward slash Trish Lito biz. Yes. That's where you can find your page as well. Yep. And on LinkedIn, I'm Trish Lito and on Instagram, I am at the expert connection. Awesome. And I see that the five minute lives you trademarked that. I did. It's trademark pending right now. I actually just got some uh, emails in, so I got to start answering some emails. This is a very long and grueling process. If anybody has anything out there that you're looking to get a trademark on, you better apply for it now because it is a, especially in the U.S., it mm-hmm. is a long process and it is not cheap. <laughs> yeah, uh, six to eight months, correct? If not more than that, yeah. yeah. I got my first response back, and there's some things that I have to tweak and send back to them. And yeah, oh yeah, it's probably going to take about a year, year and a half. But it's trademark pending, and nobody else has it out there. So uh, yeah, don't don't try to don't try to come back with a four minute lives because you're not gonna. It's not gonna survive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> or the six minute, I would go longer. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Trish, thank you so much for the time you spent with us and the Golden Nuggets. And I hope that if people that are interested, go and find you at trishlito.com. All right, Trish, thank you so much. And I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on today. And you have an awesome rest of your day, okay? Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. All right, bye-bye. Thanks for subscribing to FailFast Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and visit FailFastPodcast.com for show notes, Quinn's social media, or even to tell us your story.